0: Nick lowered the binoculars and sighed. Glancing over at Bishop, he announced, Doesn't look like Fort Bliss intends to capitulate. When the council decided to ask for Bliss's surrender, you didn't really think they'd just give up, did you? No, I guess not. It sent a strong message, though. Adjusting the rifle hanging across his chest, Bishop was optimistic. But I'm not giving up hope just yet. We still might be able to avoid a war. We can keep this convoy from reaching bliss. They might still change their tune. Oh, it's not getting past us today. And I'm sure they'll change their tune. The next song they play will include a rhythm section complete with air support and heavy armor. We run out of dance moves when that music starts playing. Captain, this country, the land you see around you, is not under martial law. I am operating as a law enforcement officer dutifully sworn by the elected officials of this territory. Diplomacy quickly deserted the captain, his manner changing abruptly.
1: Sir, remove these two cars or I'll push them aside and continue. I recognize neither your locally elected government nor your need for any permits. Watts took
0: a step closer to the man, his six-foot-five frame towering over the military officer. You want to start a war, son? Go ahead. Touch either one of those cars, and you'll be doing just that. Is anyone else pushing for us to work with them, rather than against them? Before the general could answer, the door flew open and the executive staff began filing into the room. And then, the president. The chief executive called the meeting to order.
1: So... Our citizens in West Texas are producing electrical energy via a windmill farm. In addition, they have a refinery up and running, producing at just 500 barrels per day of product. The Secretary of Energy responded. Even if we did have something of value to trade, I think it would be unwise to even attempt negotiations, especially given the number of people we are burying each day. Every pound of food is critical right now.
0: It was General Owens who finally brought the issue to a head. Mr. President, should I be drawing up plans to invade West Texas? They waited until almost midnight, the bewitching hour. Given their approach through the backwoods, they had to backtrack a few miles in order to drive the truck up to the roadblock as if it had arrived from the wilderness of the West. There were six or seven soldiers milling around Bishop's eyes darted here and there, taking in more details as they closed the distance to what they believed was the most dangerous leg of their journey. He immediately noticed one of the Humvees, parked sideways on the pavement, was the model that had been mounted with the 50 caliber machine gun on its roof. What the hell are you talking about, Major? Two teams passed through here a few days ago. I knew a couple of the senior NCOs from the old days. You know the same people, I'm sure. Teams out of Bragg. What are they doing? Trying to start a war? That's crazy. I know, I know. I said the same thing. Yesterday, shortly after midnight, someone attacked one of our units, an unarmed medical platoon, men who were preparing a supply depot. Why, Terry? Why kill them all? The general shook his head in disgust. He held up a picture of Bishop. Before Terry could answer, he produced several more photographs, including a few that showed her husband shooting a rifle.
1: What is that man going to find waiting for him in Chambers Valley?
0: If death had a look, Mr. White mimicked it perfectly.
1: Do you really want me to answer that, Major? Sorry,
0: I I, I shouldn't have... Mr. White stepped close to the ex-officer, poking the frightened man in the chest.
1: Forget everything that happened here today, Major. Erase it from your mind and seal your lips for eternity. If you don't, I or one of my kind will come. We will come in the middle of the night, and you will die badly. And then Mr.
0: White was gone on his way back to Memphis International Airport and the waiting Air Force Shuttle.